guys, welcome to the Consultant. Today we're going to be talking about MGP and what exactly it is. We're also going to be doing a tasting review of something that started out as MGP. So if you're ready to learn, get those whiskey glasses out because class is now in session. Welcome to the Whiskey Consultant. I'm your host, Susie Lee, and I'm recording this from the beautiful Mile High City of Denver. I hope everybody's having a great week so far. So, MGP, maybe you've heard this term thrown around at your local liquor store by the guy selling you a bottle of bourbon, if he knows what he's talking about. Or maybe you've heard one of your whiskey-loving buddies throw this term around to flex some knowledge on you. And maybe you don't know what it is, so don't worry, we're going to get into it. Well, MGP, first of all, is an acronym for Midwestern Grain Production, and it's a mighty huge distillery indeed. If you've ever seen a Google picture aerial view of it, which I recommend you look up immediately, it is ginormous. It didn't start out that way, though. It started out in the late 1840s as a small distillery, but it was bought up over many times. It was first bought up by Seagram's Whiskey, if you know Seagram's 7. They bought it up in the 1950s and then sold it to another company who sold it to another company who sold it to another company. And there might be a couple more of those in there. I'm not really sure how many times it changed hands. I just know about a few of those. And right now it's so big that it's actually publicly traded on the stock market. You can buy MGP stocks. And right now it's called MGP Ingredients. So it changed hands over the course of the years and it's kind of been redone and revamped over many times. But it, it's really a basic distillery. And what do they do? Well, they mass produce alcohol, not just whiskey and bourbon. They also do gin, vodka and rum as well. And one of their big businesses is outsourcing. So remember, guys, we talked about distilleries and how long it takes to make a barrel of whiskey. At least two years to be called in Kentucky straight. So for these guys, they can't wait two years to make a profit. And maybe they want something that's been aged longer, maybe six years, nine years, ten years. And they don't have that long to wait. They have bills to pay. They have employees to pay. And they got to keep their lights on. So one thing they might do to start out, and this is kind of how I found about MGP a few years back, is I kind of wanted to start my own distillery. It was a dream of mine back in the day. And I wanted to know how you made money right off the bat because what are you going to do while you're sitting ready for your whiskey to be made? And MGP kind of came up. So apparently MGP has a lot of mash bills. They have a lot of different age statements. They got a huge backlog of different kinds of barrels and different offerings that people can choose from. And they also do different subsections. They do your weeded and rye as well as whiskey. So it's really a whiskey distiller's delight because all you have to do is take your master blender, your master taster, and you go up to MGP and just tap the barrels and make your own blend, which is basically what you were going to do with your whiskey if you had it ready. So it's a little bit of a cheer start for sure and this is where it gets kind of controversial so over the years I've learned how controversial it can be I've read articles about MGP whiskey advocate stuff like that and most of the time they're not really writing them up in a good light 
And I really think it's not because of the product. It's because a lot of these distilleries won't tell you that it started out that way. So it's a little bit of maybe wool pulled over your eyes just a little bit. And this is where bourbon connoisseurs and bourbon lovers kind of lose a little bit of respect for some of these distilleries that do that. But really, MGP makes good whiskey. It's not that they don't, but it's just on a mass-produced level. And when you're reading a bottle that says small barrel, small batch, lovingly made in Kentucky, you're not expecting it to be mass-produced in Indiana. So that's where a little bit of a fib comes through. And they don't really fib. They just don't tell you the whole truth. And I've learned over the years to kind of do my due diligence on bottles and research. And by that, I mean you have to go past the distillery website. You can't trust the website as well because they're going to give you the it was lovingly made in Kentucky and all that. But you have to go kind of through a third party or maybe your favorite whiskey consultant to figure out if it's actually MGP or not. So that's kind of my problem with it. I wish they would put a, at least teeny tiny lettering that is MGP somewhere on the label and I would be fine with it. And I think a lot of people would actually be okay if they did it that way. But it's just the whole leaving the some of the truth out. That's where a lot of bourbon connoisseurs and a lot of bourbon lovers kind of get mad at MGP products. Like I said, it's not that they're bad. I've had very good offerings of MGP. And I've had equally as bad offerings of MGP. A friend of mine recently gave me a pour from this $300 allocated bourbon that started out as MGP. I think he wanted me to figure it out. That's where it started from. Um, but I was surprised because it was really delicious and I couldn't tell that's where it came from. And if you want to know, about 70 to 75% of your bottles are going to be MGP. If you didn't already know that, Angel's Envy, Redemption, Templeton, even Widow Jane is MGP, Whistle Pig, as well as Barrel Whiskey. So a lot of your favorites are already going to be MGP. So it really doesn't matter too much as long as, for me, as long as I can find out what it is. I like to know what my bourbon is about before I buy it. So I'm that weird whiskey nerd that's standing in the middle of the liquor aisle looking up these bottles on Google before I buy a bottle. That's how I do my research. So for me, if I trust the distillery, if I trust the blender, the master blender, the master taster of said distillery, I generally trust the line of bourbon and what bottle they put out for that year. If I'm not a huge fan, so something like Angel's Envy I'm not a huge fan of, and they release an allocated, I might be a little hesitant to buy it, and I might want to try it first before I drop all that money on a bottle of bourbon. Because I kind of know where their mash bills are going, and I kind of know how they produce their whiskey. But something like Whistle Pig or something like Widow Jane or, you know, etc. is going to be more um, reliable for me just because I already know what they're about. And with these newcomers that are coming out, and there's tons of them, in the recent years, bourbon has really taken off. People are really getting into the bourbon business. Matthew McConaughey is coming out with his bourbon. Florida Georgia Line is coming out with a bourbon. So everybody's kind of getting on this bandwagon. 
and generally they're going to go to these bigger distilleries. Um, I think Pete Manning is Tennessee, so he's probably going to go to George Dickel to get his barrel started out. And then Florida Georgia Line is probably going to go to MGP. Um, I'm not really for sure about the Florida Georgia Line one. I haven't tried it. I don't know that much about it. But I'm just going to go ahead and suspect because they don't have an actual distillery. So when you talk about um, MGP products, it's really not a big deal for me as long as I know that I can figure out that it's MGP. And as, like I said, I just wish they would put it in little tiny lettering somewhere on the label that that's what it was. And a lot of people agree with that. And it's just the sketchiness of that that really um, upsets the bourbon community, if you will. I've had arguments with people about MGP. It's not that I don't like it. It's just I wish they were uh, more upfront. And people have come back with the argument, if they were upfront, would you buy it? Um, and basically, I said yes, because like I said, there's quite a few offerings that are already like that are based MGP products. Pinhook, for example, we talked about Pinhook a couple of weeks ago. That is a very nice representative of a well-blended, well-thought-out, well-master-tasted bottle of bourbon so for me it's not a big deal but for some others it might be and is it really that important not exactly it's just good to know where your bourbon comes from and when I do my due diligence on a bottle of bourbon whether it be from Tennessee or Kentucky I like to know where it started out so if I know it started out in Tennessee as George Dickel juice I probably won't buy it if it started out as Jack Daniels I might be a little more inclined to buy it but you really have to kind of do your research and that's where hopefully I'll come in in the future but just know that's what MGP stands for and you'll never find it on a bottle anywhere on a label so if you ever heard a whiskey maybe connoisseur or a guy at your local liquor store kind of throw this term at you they're really just telling you it might have been mass produced in indiana and really i have never really heard a liquor store guy or girl tell me about mgp and i think maybe they're really not supposed to it's just because they want to sell the bottle from whence it came which is kentucky so and it's not that they're lying either it's just probably that they don't know um, like I said, you're really going to best bet to hear about MGP is going to be a guy or a girl who knows what they're talking about and who really loves bourbon. Because a few years ago, it used to be only bourbon connoisseurs that kind of knew about this term, but it's really come to light with this huge bourbon pop we've had in the last few years. So that's MGP in a nutshell. Another whiskey that does MGP very well is Barrel Whiskey. Barrel Whiskey is one of my favorite lines. I enjoy their offerings. Their um, bourbon and their whiskey are very good. They actually do finished whiskeys as well. And by finished whiskeys, I mean they do them in different barrels. So they'll get the MGP product and they'll finish it in Kentucky in maybe a wine barrel, a port barrel, or a sherry as well and last year they did uh, one called the dovetail and it was all four it was wine port sherry and rum so for me I'm a little bit um, not crazy about rum based uh, rum rum finished whiskey just because whiskey is already sweet and you add rum to it and that spice and then you have the rye spice from the from the bourbon itself 
So it might not be that great, and I'm always kind of hesitant to try rum-finished whiskey. But this one that I bought this month is called Hungarian Fair. It's from Barrel Whiskey's private selection. They did a rollout on social media, and it was a lot of fun. I don't even know if you can still get these. I'm hoping you can. I would go on mashandgrape.com. That's where I got mine. My friend Stephanie, if you're listening, um, hooked me up with some info about Mash and Grape, and I'm really interested in Finnish whiskeys lately. So, this one's finished in a Tokahi barrel, and I had to actually research what Takahi wine was because I had no idea. I actually had to research how to pronounce it as well because I've never heard of this wine. So I looked it up. Apparently, it's a very sweet dessert wine. Think of a Saturn if you're into your wines. I'm more of a wine enthusiast and a wine expert. I'm still trying to learn. But Sauternes are one of my favorite kinds of wines. It's a dessert wine, very, very sweet. This one's made with grapes specifically grown uh, at the base of the Carpathian Mountains on the border of Hungary and Slovakia. So it's an Eastern European wine, and it's very special. And I can't wait to try an actual bottle of it now. I w actually want to try a bottle of Takahi. So I was really worried when I read that that it might be too sweet, given the level of sweetness some bourbons have. But I trusted the master blender and the master taster of barrel whiskey to kind of point me in the right direction. And they did a very good job blending. So they probably took into account that the wine was sweet, and when they blended it, they probably took into account that the whiskey itself shouldn't be too sweet. It was very complimentary. I thought they did a very nice job with the aging. It's an 18-year age. It comes in at 121.14 proof, but it doesn't drink like that at all. It's very nice. It's very elegant, even for a bourbon, and I don't use that word very often for bourbon. But when you smell it, it smells of that Takahi, almost berry flavor uh, smell to it. You can smell it right away when you open the bottle. When you pour it, you smell it as well. And it's got a little bit of frosted cornflakes in the nose and then a little bit of pepper. I'm going to say it's a low rye. I couldn't find the mash bill information online. Hopefully somebody can help me out there. But it's definitely a low rye mash bill. I'm going to say about 10% because the rye didn't really come through until the end. And it was a little bit of pepper at the end. And that really complemented the sweetness. The vanilla and oak kind of came in the middle. And it was very complex, very layered. I wouldn't mix this with anything. I wouldn't, de I wouldn't definitely not make a cocktail out of this. I would just sip it after dinner as your dessert. You don't need cookies or ice cream. You just need a little glass of this whiskey to get you where you're going. This is definitely not your everyday whiskey, but it's good because it costs $100 a bottle. At least that's what it did for me on Mash and Grape, but I think it's worth every penny for an 18-year and how elegantly it drank. I was really impressed with it. It had a nice mouthfeel. It wasn't too dry. It wasn't too much of anything. If it had been aged a little bit more than that Takahi barrel, I might have said it would have been a little too sweet for me, for even me. 
but it was aged just right, and I think they did a really good job. So bravo to Barrel Whiskey for Joe's Playlist. I kind of want to now try some of the others, but I'm pretty sure they're sold out. So if you can get a bottle, I recommend going on mashandgrape.com and seeing if they have any more Barrel Whiskey selections, or maybe you can pick up another um, selection from uh, this particular Private Select offering. And really, it's a nice, different one that is, is going to be kind of enjoyable for even a novice whiskey drinker. I think this is going to really wake up your taste buds. So I give this a good 8.5, which is high for me, but I really enjoyed it. So, Stephanie, if you're listening, thanks for the hookup. I really appreciate the info on the lineup, and I was excited to get this at my door. And like I said, they'll ship it to you, and you get it in a few days, and it comes in a nice box and ready to go and ready for you to drink. So look out for that one. I don't think they're actually offering it in liquor stores. I think you do have to buy it online. I don't know if they're doing any more rollouts of these um, bottles particularly. But definitely keep a lookout on your social media. Follow them on Instagram. So for me, that does it for today. I hope you guys learned about MGP a little bit. And now you can flex your knowledge on your whiskey-loving buddy. And uh, speaking of which, send them on over to listen to my podcast every Wednesday. And if you have any questions or comments or anything to do with whiskey, post it on my Facebook at thewhiskeyconsultant.com. Send me your pictures of you guys drinking whiskey. I love that. And keep your comments coming. I really appreciate the feedback you guys are giving me and hopefully if you want to become a patron of the whiskey consultant you'll hit that donate button send me a few bucks i'll sign you up and i'll shout out your name at the end of my podcast at some point so guys that's going to be it for me i hope you have a great week and a great weekend and go out and try some whiskey now and look out for mgp juice because it's everywhere All right, as always, keep testing, keep trying, and keep exploring the world of whiskey. Cheers.